0: Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to Booksmart's Authors on Show with Christy Franci. Enjoy.
1: Hello, and welcome to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. I am your host, Christina Franci. And today, I'm so thrilled to be interviewing Maria Mantudakis, who is a best-selling author, award-winning inspirational speaker, and a personal development trainer of more than 20 years. Maria, it's such an honor to have you on. I'm so excited to talk about your book but before we dive into it, can you give the audience a little bit about your background and how you got to the point of creating Tsunami to Greatness?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, Christina, what a privilege to be with you today on, on the show. Thank you. Um, so what got me into personal development for 14 years, I was teaching the Del Carnegie course. hmm And at the end of the class, I always had a story and um, people started calling it Maria's stories and people started saying, boy, you should publish, you know, the stories. You should write a book. Somehow, one of those uh, participants met with my publisher. So I received the call saying, Maria, you should write a book. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I know exactly what book I'm going to write. It's going to be called Maria's stories. And she said, you know what? If you were Oprah, that would work. But Maria's stories, I can't see that flying off the shelves. So, okay. So I'm writing a book. I don't know what it's going to be about. And I don't have a title. So a couple of weeks later, she invited me to an event. Mm -hmm. And during that event, there was meditation. And during the meditation, I started hearing tsunami, tsunami. It was not good. (laughs) You don't want to hear that word in meditation. (laughs) And I was like, okay, don't freak out. So when I heard tsunami, I said, what does that mean? And I heard greatness. Okay, so I'm still confused. So at the end of the meditation, I went to my publisher, Christine. I was like I kept hearing tsunami and greatness. She said, great, that's the title of your book. So first I had the publisher, then I had the title. I still had no book. Yeah. (laughs) So a year later, I was sitting at Starbucks and two young people came and sat next to me. And I was trying not to listen to the conversation. But very quickly, I realized that they were talking about taking their own lives. Mm. And Christina, for the first time in my life, I became speechless. Like something inside of me was telling me, talk to them. Yeah. But I could, I was like, so, I had so much to say. There was so much that, so many messages coming up that I became speechless. Mm -hmm. I took out my computer and I started typing and that became the book tsunami to greatness I started writing everything I had to tell them about how precious life is and boy do I understand about hitting bottom Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you know and believing that you know there's no way out and believing that you know, you're the only one in the history of Earth that you're going through, whatever you're going through. Mm-hmm. And basically, the book takes you through a journey of what to do if you have hit bottom, um, how to get to a level up from that, because sometimes you're so paralyzed when, when you hit that spot, how to start logically um, managing your thoughts mm-hmm. And then it takes you in a journey of loving yourself, understanding the perfection of you and the beauty of you, going into life, going into universal laws, and basically concluding that every time we go through what I call a life tsunami, something overwhelming, something we think we'll never get out of. It's actually the universe promoting us to our next level of greatness, our next, the next version of ourselves. So that's basically uh, the journey of my book.
1: (laughs) No, I love it. It's so true. And once we realize that we aren't alone in our battles, I think it's easier for people to not feel like such like a victim mentality and help shift the mindset. Cause you did bring up something very important. Not that everyone thinks that they're a victim, but you, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. um, you know, and you brought up really important about our thoughts and, and how important that is to have the life experiences that we dream of and want. So how can you help people, you know, manage these thoughts and what are your, uh, what's your takeaway on people having like a strong mental uh, mindset when going through the tsunami of life?
0: Right, right. So I was always um, I always read uh Wayne Dyer, mm-hmm. and he used to say, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. So, the very first attempt, like you know, when you hit bottom. And you're paralyzed, right? Like you don't want to get up in the morning, you know, any kind of, oh, you should meditate. You can't even get up in the morning. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you are, you know, so, so I started with, okay, let's look at the, let, let's look at this from another perspective, you know, step number one, your thoughts are not you. Mm hmm. Yeah. your thoughts are not you so if you separate all these thoughts that are causing you to hit bottom and and by the way it's not what's happening that's making you hit bottom it's your reaction to whatever is happening that's making you hit bottom right yeah, it's that's not a good mm-hmm. right so so step number 1 understanding that these thoughts that are causing you to hit bottom are not you they're just thoughts just like our arm just like you know any other part of our body it's just a thought and by the way the greatest thing about thought is you could let them go Mm -hmm. so in the first chapter of the book i talk about you know picking up an item i tell them to pick up a pen but you could pick up glasses And take all those thoughts that are making you, you know, totally not be able to deal with life and put them in the glasses. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And once you do, just put the glasses down and they're no longer with you. So understand that you could separate yourself from this thing that is totally pulling you down right another super simple thing is smile because when we are smiling we can't have negative thoughts but when you're at when you're and bottom the last thing you want to do is smile mm-hmm. so I say just grab a pen and put it in your mouth and it'll force your mouth to go into a smile mode you know if you're biting onto a pen and that will make negative thoughts go away. So I start, I assume that whoever's reading the book may have hit that level. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't know. Um, they don't have the energy even to get out of those those thoughts. And then I'm, I move into, and then there's light. So, you know, <laughs> now, you know, you could start, you um, you know, dealing a little bit, you know, with, with the outside world. And I have exercises as to how to keep it positive with that and making people understand that, you know, it's, it's really, it's it's still thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next version of the book talks about us, right? Who are you? Who yeah, are you yeah. that's going through this horrible thing? So one of the things that um, is interesting is when I started typing to these boys, and they were about 16, 17 years old, I started thinking, what was the world like when I was 16, 17? Mm-hmm. Um, we absolutely did not have the issues that are going on now, right? When you went to school, you didn't worry about shootings. Yeah. Um, when you turned on the TV, nobody talked about climate change or, yeah. you know, negative, negative, super, super. Even the scared.
1: technology and the social media and all that stuff. I mean, it wasn't even in when I was growing up. I was like exactly. the last generation that did the indoor/outdoor.
0: <laughs> exactly. But what I remembered is that I liked this boy a lot in school Mm -hmm. and he did not like me. And let me tell you, it was the end of the world. It was, I remember walking around going, I just want to die, you know, and now we're laughing about it. So I started talking about versions of ourselves because we're not laughing at me. Mm -hmm. We're laughing at the 16-year-old version of me who didn't know then what I know now. So let me see if there's versions of us that sometimes we don't forgive, right? Like we look back and we say, how could I have done that? That was so stupid. What was I thinking? Well, you weren't. You didn't know then what you know now. It was like a different version of you. So if you take our current version, and you know that there's going to be a future version of us, kind of saying what was she, what was she thinking, yeah, or yeah. A, a future version that knows what we don't know right now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe we could even laugh about whatever's going on right now. You know, it, a few years from now, like you know, twenty years from now, it's it's going to lose that intensity. And it's going to be a future version that is going to be looking at whatever we're thinking right now and saying, How could they not have known? Right? I know, right. <laughs> I always like that. Because it's it's, life is such a mystery,
1: you know, and that's what makes it interesting. <laughs> and, and so during all of this, you know, going through and like not knowing and, and all these different versions. And you mentioned in the beginning about self love. How is self love very important? through these life transformations and moving forward in the process of, you know, recognizing aversions, forgiveness, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Right, right. So when we're babies, we love ourselves. We have no worries, right? Like it's very difficult unless a baby is sick or in pain or uncomfortable unless those things are going on you have a happy baby right mm. so most babies are happy most babies expect to be taken care of like you know they don't worry oh am I going to have food today <laughs> You know, yeah. they kind of expect it to come they expect to be taken care of right but as we grow up we are taught that maybe we're not as perfect as we think we are, right? Mm -hmm. Because we start out thinking that we're just perfect. We know everything. Life is about having fun and playing and happiness and joy. And we begin learning that, no, it's not about those things. You know, you should worry. You should have concerns. You should worry about the future. Where are you going to be when you grow up, right? And -hmm. all those things. But in those learnings, you know, people say, you don't know what you're talking about, or stop singing, your voice is giving me a headache, right? And all these messages come back, where we conclude that there's something wrong with us. Like, there's always something that we need to work on. We are not perfect. We even say I'm only human, I'm not perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And it's okay to say those things. But it's not okay if you say those things and conclude that you are less than anyone or begin not liking yourself. You know, if I only had, you know, uh, if I only lived in a mansion, if I only had this car, you know, if I only lost weight, if I was older, if I was younger, you know, And then you go on and on and on with the conclusion that we're not perfect. Mm -hmm. So in the book, I start with, let's assume we are perfect. Let's assume that if we were perfect as babies, why would we lose our perfection as we're getting older, right? Mm -hmm. And if you believe in a God or if you believe in a perfect universe or in a perfect superpower, would that perfect being say, I'm gonna make everything perfect except you. You I'm gonna make imperfect so you could struggle, right? Right. We know that a perfect something can't make anything imperfect. Mm -hmm. So if you're perfect just as you are, let's start loving ourselves let's let's start loving ourselves now i don't mean by that okay i'm never going to take another course i'm never going to learn anything i'm going to cl- i'm going to stay this version of me forever right yeah i'm not saying that i'm saying continue with your curiosity continue to learn but the current version of you is perfect for right now Right. So all we have to do with this version is love ourselves. Now, imagine, imagine for a minute that if everyone in this world loved themselves and that gave them the capability to love each other, Mm -hmm. totally different world. Right yeah so and to be totally honest Christina this is the number one pushback that I get you know people get very upset when I tell them they're perfect and when I tell them that guess what if you can't do math that means you were not born to do math kind of things you were born to do whatever you enjoy kind of things yeah whatever you can do easily kind of things and guess what the person sitting next to you that's the math person let them take all the math (laughs) stuff. exactly I mean we all
1: exactly because we all have
0: our own little individual reasons why we're here and
1: our purpose and all of our gifts and talents are different and understanding that yes we are all one but we are all unique in that oneness
0: Exactly, exactly. So now imagine if everybody only did things that brought them joy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and again, what I'm hoping is that even if one person begins to love themselves when they did love themselves before, um, and and start spreading the love, right? Because the minute you love yourself that's how you achieve peace. You know, you're more peaceful with yourself. You're smiling constantly, right? Your mind's quieter. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So um, so that's basically the concept of loving yourself. And number one, you know, you find your true self that way because we're meant to love ourselves and and we're meant to to take care of ourselves and to experience joy in life and to not always be thinking, you know, that we're we have to fix something in us in mm. order to find happiness, right?
1: Yeah, no, I love that. Your book has such a great message, and I think it can be very helpful, just like your two examples of ways to kind of like transform your mood with the smiling with the pen in your mouth that's something that I've never heard before so I think you have like really you know um, unique tools to help people kind of adjust and get through the tsunamis that they're going through so mm-hmm. if people in the audience want to connect with you how can they connect with you and how are they able to get their hands on the book
0: right right so my book is everywhere it's on Amazon on it's at all the bookstores um and the way to connect with me is I have a website it's um my business is called recreate success now so basically I come from a perspective of we at some point we all had success and then as we get older we begin losing our way as to how to find that success again. So you could find me on RecreateSuccessNow.com. Awesome.
1: Well, Maria, thank you so much for this fruitful conversation. All of her links will be down below in the show notes. Don't be shy, go say hi. And thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Booksmarts, Authors on Show, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. And I'm your host, Christina Franci. And thank you all for listening.
0: Thank you so much, Christina. Thanks for listening to this episode of Booksmart's Authors on Show here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends.